Jumbo fellow adventurer, it's Mike Dooley here to remind you of how powerful you are and how much you deserve by sharing spiritual tune-ups. These are live broadcasts Monday through Friday, each lasting 5 to 15 minutes, where I answer viewers' questions, bringing lofty metaphysical concepts down to earth for your immediate traction. You were born to succeed. You are pushed on to greatness every single day. Your positive thoughts are at least 10,000 times more powerful than your negative thoughts. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley here for a Monday morning spiritual tune-up. Hope you had a great weekend. On the heels of last week's conversations, questions and answers about death um, and reincarnation and what happens on the other side and why and how and who. Uh, this week I want to turn the page. Uh, we did five talks on reincarnation. Um, and because many of you asked during the discussions last week, Mike, how do you know this stuff? Mike, how do you know? Mike, how come you have so much certainty? Uh, that is the topic of today's tune-up. How to figure out almost anything. You can do it. We're born to thrive. Life is the ultimate knowable. Let me give you a few tips. Let me give you four steps. But let me also share with you that for me, this has been my bliss and my passion my entire life. Um, I, I can remember contemplating and wondering about life, death, dreams, reality, time, space, matter, um, you know, as in my early teenage years. Uh, and I think I'm not that unique. Many of us think about these things. I had a mom who encouraged me to be on the fringe, uh, and that was super, super helpful. Uh, but I really believe, as you've shared, as I've shared before, we are the eyes and the ears of the divine. We came here to rock and roll. We're here by choice. And therefore, we wouldn't have immersed ourselves in this soup if it was unfigureoutable, if it was difficult, if it was supposed to be some crazed mystery and that we were supposed to take the word of someone else. Don't even take my word for what I'm about to share with you, nor anything else I share. You have to decide for yourself, does it resonate? Does it make sense? Is it empowering? So my... my approaches this in a nutshell. If you have a question, that means the answer is there. Okay, Questions cannot stray far from their answers. And if you're dwelling on it and camping out on it, and I'll explain that in a minute, you will literally attract, manifest the idea you're looking for, for the illumination you were in need of. This is the way it should work if we are divine gladiators here to rock and roll. Okay, we're not here to be punished. We're not here to earn our wings. We're not here to walk a fine line. We're not here to be selfless. We're here to love the magic and beauty of life. And we are fully equipped, including with a noggin here that can reveal all mysteries pertinent to your happiness. So here are my four steps. Know you are inclined to succeed. You are inclined to find the truth. 
You are inclined to thrive. This is how you're wired. This is why you smile more than you frown. This is why you've made it this far in your life with spades. This is why you are so amazing, a legend in your own time. You're not a 50-50 shot at surviving. Come on, you've blown the lid off of that a long time ago. And so when it comes to questions you have about yourself, about money, about relationships, about afterlife, about reincarnation, about karma, you're designed to be able to knock those out of the park. So begin with the premise that life is not the Harvard of the universe, as I like to share. It is the kindergarten of the universe at recess. All right, so number one, life is the ultimate knowable. You are inclined to knock it out of the park. The answer is always present whenever there's a question. Okay, so number one, you are inclined to know. You're inclined to figure it out. Number two, keep it personal. Let it be relevant to your joy. And that doesn't mean you can't wonder what somebody else is thinking. That doesn't mean you can't wonder about past lives. That doesn't mean you can't try to shape the future and influence other people to be in your life. While I can honestly say I have figured out everything in reality that I have ever wondered on, I still am totally clueless and utterly stupid with 99.999% of all things. But those things are irrelevant to my joy and my happiness. Now, within that point zero 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 one, oh my gosh, worlds are born, love, joy, laughter, fulfillment, clarity, health, healing, you name it, you can have it. So when I say keep it personal, I mean, let it be relevant to your life. Don't be overwhelmed by the by the mass of information that you'll never figure out because it's unrelated to your joy. You master the present moment. You master today. You master yourself and joy, happiness, abundance will flood into your life. And don't think I'm limiting you to a few little things. There's still an infinite realm of information you can know and deduce with certainty even though there's another infinite realm of stuff that's irrelevant to your life, your joy, and your happiness. Okay, so keep it personal. Let it relate to your happiness. And yes, you can still ask questions within about other people and what they're up to. Just let it be pertinent to your joy. Number three, this has uh, been a revelation my whole life. And I've seen it as I've written 3,000 notes from the universe. That is camp out and dwell. I call it camping out. You just sit there. You just wait. You just demand. You insist that you're going to be enlightened. I did this with my first little novelette, Lost in Space. I camped out on my back porch and I was like, I am not leaving here until I have a hook, until I have some cool angle from which to share the nature of reality. And it was a couple of hours later. And this is after years of floundering. And good God, I ran into the house literally with words jumbling out of my head and I typed not all that long ago in the nether reaches of ad infinitum there formed a council of fearless explorers who had grown bored with perfection infinity and all the trappings of those who art in heaven it was like where the hell did that come from but I insisted I demanded I camped out you can't just fleetingly think well I'd like to figure that out now let's turn on Netflix like I'd like to figure that out but let's go throw frisbee with a dog nothing wrong with Netflix or frisbees 
but you have to care care enough to create that space in your life like i want to figure this out and because my passion has always been the nature of reality beginning with the fringe hypnosis mind power esp astral projections telekinesis all of that stuff i i have been camping out my whole life on these topics and lo and behold you become a lightning rod for truth and you draw amazing books into your realm amazing books at my website uh look for my my page mike dooley recommended reading um books that have just confirmed my own ins intuition uh, and then taken me farther than I could have gone on my own. I often mention these books. I often link to that. So number three is camp out and dwell on both the question and the possible answers. It's like, what could it be? How else could I ask this question? Is the question fatally flawed? You're not going to know, but it'll come to you and camping out makes it come to you. Number four, when you get to a supposed truth, a supposed answer to your question. If it is truth, and it is truth is absolute, it's yay or nay, it's up or down, it's left or right, it is not wishy-washy when it comes to the nature of reality. When it comes to your journey, okay, it's subjective. When it comes to thoughts become things and we're all one, it's absolute, starkly objective. When you hit upon truth, you can be sure that you're there because it will either speak of life's beauty or speak of our power and leave no one behind. Totally inclusive. I don't care if they're religious. I don't care if they're bad. I don't care if they're possessed by the so-called devil. It cannot exclude anyone. Too often religions are exclusionary. You either do this on Fridays or you're going to hell. The truth sends no one to hell. Everyone is in this together. The truth, you will know you are on the truth when it either speaks of life's beauty or our power and it leaves no one behind no matter what, no matter what, no matter what ever. It is always inclusive. Okay? All right, so let me give you a little example of, of how this works. Because, um, you know, I can't just theoretically tell you these things. Let me tell you some of the stuff I found. And, and to put this in context, I have met person after person in my decades alive from time to time who will tell me like, well, that's a nice idea, Mike, but nobody knows. Uh, that's cool, Mike, but nobody can know the truth. That's cool, Mike, but you can't prove that. Uh, that's cool, but it's all a mystery. It's like, Bull-loney, that's a total cop-out. You throw your power out the window. I agree. Most stuff I will never know. Most stuff is irrelevant to my joy. But I, let me connect some little dots. Starting small, making it personal, following these four guidelines that I just gave you. From a lifetime of dwelling. True or false, life is beautiful. I'm not going to connect all those other dots. But true or false, life is beautiful. You could look for extreme exceptions where there's pain and agony and ugliness and say, that's not beautiful. But we're not looking for extreme exceptions. Take it as a whole. There is no bird that flies. There is no worm that crawls. There are very, very few people, minuscule, 
who don't crave their life and don't want another day because it's beautiful, because it's awesome, because it's magnificent. And we go through highs and lows, and I'm not denying the ugly. But while it can fairly be said that life is this great big mystery, we can know with absolute confidence that it is beautiful. We can also know with absolute confidence that we are powerful. Like it or not, as mysterious as life is, we are powerful. Physically powerful, mentally powerful. And when we dig around, we see our thoughts become things, which explains dreams coming true, and why every culture has always celebrated the power of positive thinking. Jeez, we move mountains. So life is beautiful and we are powerful. Those are non-negotiable. You can look for exceptions, but they would always be exceptions. And can, in the grand scheme of things, they'd be minuscule, microscopic, temporary exceptions. So we have just revealed in this mysterious soup of reality that it is beautiful and we are powerful. We being people. Uh, others are powerful too, but we are powerful. So then we might say, well, where the hell does this all come from? Well, there's two schools of thought. Either it's all a random byproduct chance of space dust that collided a trillion years ago, ago or intelligence is involved. Well, when you look around planet Earth and you see every nook and cranny on air, land, and sea teeming with brilliance, teeming with life, that answers your question. There's intelligence. Never is there anything occurred in reality that would explain consciousness emerging from a rock. Nothing. Whereas consciousness breeds consciousness. Um, we see the, the unbelievable intricacies in the 100 million different species on planet Earth. Um, we see so much that evolution could never ever, ever, as a sole explanation for our presence here, explain. Uh, I, I've spoken to some of these things earlier before, so I'm not going to redo them. But we can deduce with extreme total confidence that life is not some random haphazard, you know, accident. We can know with 100% confidence that life was designed with brilliant intelligence that took into account the sun, the moon, and the stars. You don't have to know more than that to realize it. Call it God, call it the universe, call it source, call it whatever you want, but it's unmistakable. And then you might say, well, well, maybe that's why we're so powerful. After all, divine intelligence wouldn't be making us from some clay left over in the shed out back. There could be nothing that is not pure God, pure divine intelligence, pure source. It's all source, which is why we're so powerful, which is why it's so perfect, which is why it's so beautiful, which is why it's teeming with intelligence, which presumes that there's order and meaning in everything, even though we can't see it. And that's enough to give you peace. You can deduce that if we are of God, that we had to choose to be here because God doesn't go where God doesn't want to go. You can deduce if we are of God, that we survive beyond this lifetime. You can deduce that we are, if we are of God and that time, space, and matter are illusionary, which even scientists have gotten on to, then, uh, then we have 
eternity, if you will. We have more than time. We always were, we always will be. So hey, why wouldn't you come back and have another round? And then there's new death, there's near-death experiences encountered in books and CDs and Anita Morjani, uh, her book, Dying to Be Me, that again and again and again chronicle virtually identical experiences that people have upon death. And some come back and some don't come back. But the ones who came back are all telling us this story. There's order, there's beauty, there's love. And confirming all of this other stuff. And hey, they came back. Well, why not come back? And even if you died, maybe you come back to learn another way. After all, you have time. So suddenly reincarnation is like patently obvious, although it doesn't happen on a linear timeline. Then you take this simple four-step approach for revealing enlightenment and you can apply it to money. You can apply it to love. You can apply it to romance. You can apply it to healing. You can apply it to fulfillment. You can, you can apply, it, apply it to your vocation, your career, your family. And you camp out, you ask a question, you insist, you keep it personal, and you will have a pathway to follow towards financial abundance. You will have a pathway to love and romance and to health and to healing and everlasting ecstasy. This is such exciting news. It's all knowable. Not to mention that there's books out there. Not to mention you have a squad of angels. Not to mention you have a pipeline to the divine. Not to mention all that we've other already deduced. You can live the life of your dreams. You're here to succeed. There is no devil. There is no hell. There is no random chances. Let this empower you and fill you up. And where you have questions, where you stub your toes, go there now and ask some questions and insist on nothing less than the absolute answer and open your mind and your heart to hear it and feel it in ways that you never have before, which is why perhaps until now it's eluded you. Life is the ultimate knowable. It's beautiful. You are powerful. Have it all. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, so excited about this spiritual tune-up today. All right, it's a doozy. Uh, yesterday I was speaking about how to know almost anything, how to figure stuff out. And that is first and foremost, rely on yourself, go within. And every now and then I get some questions that challenge the overall premise of my metaphysical approach. And yesterday, there was an extremely gracious, really wonderful email from somebody who's uh, been a, a Christian practitioner for, I, I think it was almost three decades. And so the question was, Mike, in the Bible, it says not to lean on our own understandings, but to turn it over to the divine. And that the only way to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. Please reconcile. Well, it would be my great honor. Now, I'm not going to compare my approach to every major great religion. I know virtually nothing about all of them. Although I was raised a Catholic, I am not one today. Uh, I am perhaps better suited to reconcile some thoughts of Christianity with my newfound metaphysical approach. My, it's newfound for me. It's ancient, um, ancient truth for, for many. But 
Let me speak first to the point about not relying on ourselves for insight and wisdom. Okay, this is exactly, and you can find this, in my opinion, throughout the Bible, these metaphysical principles and truths that I share and that many others share that have been twisted by men with an agenda. Okay, so when it says to don't trust yourself, trust the Bible. The Bible is your evidence. That's, that's a hijacked message. Just as I teach that you should not micromanage you should not try to use your physical senses alone and mess with the cursed house. Your job, your brain's ability uh, is not to know the logistics of making a dream come true. You need to focus, you need to aim, you need to follow intuition, you need to take baby steps and prepare to be astounded as divine intelligence enters your life. This is exactly what that message, in my view, is saying in the Bible about not relying on yourself. Um, don't rely on yourself to do the heavy lifting. Don't use your physical senses alone to map out dreams coming true. Instead, use your intuition and meanwhile, enjoy life's dance. See the beauty that's everywhere. Surrender to divine intelligence. The same intelligence that put the stars in the sky and that figured out the symbiotic relationships of a hundred million different species on planet Earth can make your dreams come true. So my little message yesterday about going within and deducing simple basic truths, as I shared, for example, life is beautiful. We are powerful. Our power comes from our focus. Our thoughts become things. There can't be anything that's not of divine intelligence. That's not getting in the way of God, if you will, or the universe to, to connect the dots for us. Those simple observations, which could go no other way, thereby emboldening your confidence in the divine, are not micromanagement. So my view, I believe, is the same as the original intention, which can easily be parsed when you are anchored in truth of much of what's in the Bible. The stuff that it's not reconcilable, that's just uh, further examples of hijacking devil and hell and other misunderstandings. You know, what, you know what Satan is? Satan is us believing that the illusions are real. Satan is us micromanaging. Satan is us eating of the forbidden fruit every single day. I have earlier tune-ups on that. Go back to the very first one when I talk about the Garden of Eden. That's what Satan is, but it's been misconstrued to be a devil that operates of its own volition that's trying to get you to do bad things. No, that's just us being tempted by the fruit and using our physical senses to try to muscle our way intellectually to make things happen. Okay, let me move on to part two of this question. Awesome question. It was asked with such great respect. Um, it is said in the Bible that it is only through Jesus Christ that you can enter heaven. And it is said by Jesus, you know, only through me shall you get into heaven. Now remember, Jesus did not speak English. Could have, but didn't. So this is Aramaic or whatever, and it's been translated and twisted and messed up. Again, look to the truth. Did you know the word Christ means awakened one, awakened within? Jesus Christ is not his first and last name. It was Jesus the Christ, 
back in biblical times. Jesus, the awakened one. And what logically would have been said is only by waking up to the Christ within, because we are all children of God. Then, when you're not using your physical senses alone and this pipeline to the divine is full force, then all things are added. Then you live in heaven on earth, right here, right now. It wasn't meant to be. Believe in that dude, that Savior, Jesus over there, only through him will you find salvation. It was awaken the Christ within, and Jesus would have said that as an example. Let me be your metaphor. Let me be your model. Just as I have found salvation through the Christ within, so will you find salvation through your Christ within you. And it's not like there's different Christ. It's Christ consciousness. Read a lot of books, connect a lot of dots. It's patently simple. A child could figure it out. Through the Christ within, then you know your home. Then you know you are of God. Then you know dreams come true. Then you know there are no mitigating factors. Then you know there's no devil or hell. Then you know you're pushed on to greatness every day. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and all things will be added unto you. That doesn't mean be a good boy or girl and then you die and then you get good stuff. It means seek first to understand that you live in heaven. And you can do that by awakening the Christ within, by being grounded in truth and connecting these dots that I taught yesterday. And suddenly it's like, my will be done. My thoughts become things. Abundance, friends, laughter. And you don't have to be a goody two-shoes. You don't have to go to church on Sunday. You don't have to skip fish on Fridays or whatever other silly arbitrary rules there are. No offense meant. You are here to thrive. And in the words of Jesus, according to the Bible, the things he did, you will do greater things. And there was no caveats. You will do greater things. Awaken the Christ within. So that's my reconciliation of it. It's easy to get carried away because it's such good news. It's so much fun. You're here to thrive. You are forgiven. You are born worthy. You are born deserving. Your powerful thoughts, positive thoughts are 10,000 times more powerful than your negative thoughts. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley here with a question posed several times recently. Mike, please speak to chronic pain and illness. Verbatim, can you please speak about unfixable chronic physical conditions that people have which affects their lives so badly that they feel they cannot move forward? First off, sympathies. Um, it sounds like a, a huge burden, disadvantage, uh, can't imagine. But good news, um, I've got some ideas for you that are going to challenge you. Um, you know, I'm not just going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, life is the ultimate adventure. And when we ask bold questions, daring questions like you asked, we deserve every possible resource of ideas to deal with the situation. So first I wanna specify that I'm not going to be speaking to birth defects. That might be another question later on. Something that arises from birth or, or very early childhood. Clearly the infant uh, did not think about how that would happen. Those stem from earlier decisions prior to emerging into the jungles of time and space. I will be speaking about manifestations chronic pain in this case, that occur midlife. 
uh, mid to later life. So uh, keep that in mind. First of all, some thoughts. I got to examine your question. And, and it's good that you asked me. Otherwise, I wouldn't know where you're coming from. But be very careful with the words you choose. To ask me about unfixable problems puts you at an immense disadvantage. Um, this reinforces every time you ask that question that it's not fixable. So how do I live with it? It's fixable. Everything, everything is fixable. Your thoughts become things. You live in a holographic world. You're the eyes and the ears of God Almighty. Shortly, I'll give you four or five tips on how to deal with chronic pain, but let me set the stage a little bit more. So let's change the question. How do I rock my life? How do I love my life? How do I live pain-free? Okay? And don't even give attention to the chronic pain, whatever it may be. Much better questions. Um, and then also to set the stage, let me remind you again of what I hope is becoming obvious. Nothing is random. Okay? Everything has meaning. Everything is sacred. Everything is an invitation or a metaphor for you to live your greatest, finest life. So when something like this crops up, don't think, whoa, is me. I got the bad genetic pool. Oh, I have to deal with this. And nobody else has to deal with that. Something much more profound is happening. Now, that doesn't mean every time you stub your toe or get a blister with uh, some tools in the shed, you know, that there's some sacred meaning, but it all plays to the magnificence of you being a creator and you are at the driver's seat. This is so critically important. When it comes to manifestations, because everything in your life is a manifestation, good, bad, and ugly. When it comes to manifestations that pinch, that hurt, that cause us to cry, we need to look deeper to see what it is we were after. And so often when it comes to unintentional manifestations like chronic pain, what's going on is very, uh, is the result of a muddle, a muddle of crossed purposed desires. I want to follow my heart. I want to make my mom happy. I want to please my spouse. I want to find my inner strength. I want to be an island. I want to be a lover. I want to be a warrior. I want to, and then all of a sudden your body and all manifestations in your life get contorted out of all order and result in car accidents, cancer, you name it, bee stings, nothing is random. Everything is a metaphor. So this is going to cause you to have to go within and that's what we're all prepared to do. And hey, you're not alone. We're all dealing with something at all times. It gets better. It gets easier. The spiral goes upward. But this is an adventure. An adventure is not an adventure if we got easy street. All right. So I want to also say really quickly, I'm not blaming you or anybody who's got an unintended manifestation that for all intensive purposes sucks. Okay, blame is a broken word that doesn't fit in spiritual conversations. I talked about blame the victim concepts earlier in another tune-up back in March and April. So please check those out. Um, I would also like to recommend everybody read the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. She talks about how muddles of desires, of feelings, of worthiness, or lack thereof, create different <clears throat> specific uh, ailments. And I put it 
in the bio of this video. Look down if you're in Facebook. Look down if you're in Facebook. You can click through to Amazon and check out Louise Hayes' book, You Can Heal Your Life. I've got three copies. If I have a sprained ankle or blurry vision or who knows what, I go look at Louise Hayes' um, index of ailments that match up to psychological causes. So here's something else. <clears throat> Five steps to help mitigate chronic pain. Go within, journal, ask big questions. Here's a question to start with. What does this chronic pain make possible or impossible in my life? This is a possible avenue for a solution. There's other possible avenues. What does this chronic pain make possible or impossible in my life? Are you getting sympathy for it? Is it an excuse to avoid something? Do you ever find yourself thinking, well, at least I don't have to do X, Y, Z because of this. Ooh, ooh, how bad was X, Y, Z? Isn't there any other way to avoid X, Y, Z? Or is there something there that you should tackle head on? This is your body saying, I don't want to do X, Y, Z, so I'm going to develop a chronic pain. Um, do you appreciate anything in life way more now that you have this chronic pain or any other ailment, permanent or temporary? Um, and if so, could you have that appreciation without the ailment? The answer is always yes. Um, is your ailment a common point of discussion between you and strangers? Hey, how's it going? My name's Mike, you know. Are you afraid of flying? I'm afraid of flying. Yeah, me too. You think we're going to die? Oh, I've been there. <laughs> you don't want to be talking about it. It's giving you a crutch and you're making it worse. Okay, so that's introspection, journal, ask questions, and then you answer them. Here are four more much lighter approaches that could be done simultaneously. Number one of the four, continue to see your doctor. Okay, uh, number, okay, so of the three, journal, continue to see your doctor. Number three, pray, ask for help, help yourself. Pray, ask for help. You've got guides, you've got angels, you've got your, your, crew, your squad, use them. <clears throat> Give thanks to them in advance for, for, the, for the comfort and clarity they're giving you. This is about the clarity you want. You don't want just the pain to go away, please. You want to go to the cause. What am I thinking that I could think in another way? What am I feeling or believing that isn't true? Then, instead of getting a fish, you learn to fish. Um, number four, celebrate what works, what's easy, and what's pain-free in your body now, okay? Celebrate what works. You got a bad left elbow? How about that right elbow? Woo, baby! Focus on what works instead of just focusing on what doesn't work. And number five, plan and prepare with physical demonstration for full, total recovery, pain-free, joyful living. So welcome to another spiritual tune-up. Yesterday's was quite uh, popular and some great questions came from it. So we're going to do 2.0, dealing with chronic pain and illness. Uh, the question came in yesterday that I thought was very um, relevant at multiple layers with regard to understanding how we create and what the ramifications are. So verbatim, 
if we create everything in our lives, Mike, does this mean cures for chronic diseases are unnecessary since they are manifested by us? If we manifested the disease, what's the point in going to the doctor for a cure? Does someone, for example, who smokes and gets lung cancer manifest cancer through their thoughts or from smoking the toxins? How about allergies, arthritis, the flu? It's all the same. So I'm going to pick you up to speed from where we left off yesterday <clears throat> with a cautionary bit of advice. When it comes to matters of health or sanity or a roof over your head, always play both ends to the middle. You know that old expression, right? Do a little bit of the old school. Never stop seeing your doctor. Always wear your car safety belt. Um, buy health insurance. These are negative acts of faith. But we don't know what our 60,000 thoughts are a day. And while we can generally be confident that we're mostly positive, we want to kind of ward off every eventuality. So play both ends to middle. Do the woo-woo, creative visualization, self-reflection, going within, praying to the divine, and do the practical. Don't forego one in the name of the other, and that is certainly true with health and chronic illness and disease. So now to answer the question, uh, everything, 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 everything is a function of your mind and your imagination. Everything, everything. But we have bought the ticket into this continuum with a lot of momentum and we've bought the beliefs of our parents and guardians whether they were well-meaning or not the society we now live in tells us that we're old and we're frail and we're vulnerable and if we believe that that's the danger and so while you ought to play both ends to the middle and not inhale carcinogens it is ultimately your beliefs not the carcinogens that will give you cancer or other problems. The beliefs that this is bad for me. Um, again, I am not promoting smoking. My advice is quit smoking. My advice is to wear your seatbelt. My advice is to do all logical common sense things because life is so awesome. Let's maximize our chances for enjoying it. But let's not also abdicate our power by thinking, you know, that we're vulnerable, that we uh, are subject to statistics and that, you know, one out of every 5,000 days in a car, you're going to get hit. And it's like, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you. So I've got some more tips on how to deal with chronic pain and the like, but I still want to create this foundation um, to, to place these tips on so that there are legs under the table. Um, Final thought on the ground rules here. If you have anger or self-loathing or, as I said yesterday, a muddle of thoughts and desires that brings about chaotic health or pain or cancer, if you get a conventional medical remedy, but you do not fix the underlying anger or angst or confusion, you guessed it, something else will pop up, whether it'll be a re-emergence re of the cancer or some other 
side effect of misunderstanding. Everything boils, boils down to a misunderstanding. Anything unpleasant and painful boils down to a misunderstanding. But there's a silver lining here, and that's what I'm working my way towards. So what to do if you are in chronic pain or temporary pain? Okay, this applies to everybody, whether it's a flu or COVID or uh, arthritis. Um, this applies to everybody. Contrary to the message I've been giving now and throughout these 100 plus spiritual tune-ups, where you are a creator of everything, that creates an image or a sense of, uh, if something shows up I don't like, I'm bad. No, you're not bad. You're not broken. Here's something that blew my mind 30 years ago when I was in Boston, and I was having some kind of internal digestive problems. There was just too much pressure in my life working for Price Waterhouse back then. Awesome firm, but I didn't handle it well. And um, I was speaking to a, a very profound uh, medium psychic channel. And I said, you know, I'm sick. My body's sick. And they're like, your body is so healthy. And I'm like, you didn't understand me. I'm sick. I have these conditions. And they said, a healthy body faced with confusion here will produce ailments and symptoms and problematic digestion, etc., as a part of its healing. And I was like, oh, the coin dropped and I was like flipped out. It was like, they're like, your body's perfectly healthy. It's not your body. It's here. And your body is reacting in a healthy way to here. Just like coronavirus right now in the world, we have been sick as a global civilization society and we haven't known it. And the way we find out about it, red flag on the play, hey, red alert, red alert, is the sickness here where we overlook and disregard priorities and love and people all in pursuit of money and you know, just to such a degree, such an extreme that other areas of our life and huge swaths of our population were in misery while others were making, you know, million dollar a year paychecks. This is a sickness in the society. The, the consciousness is healthy and a healthy consciousness will say red flag on the play. We got a pandemic that's going to wake your butt up. We got an earthquake on the horizon. Let's do some volcanoes, a tidal wave until you guys smell the coffee. This is not retribution. This is not punishment. This does not mean we were bad. It means there were oversights creating a muddle in our priorities, creating confusion in the world that manifests as a virus, as a plague. Literally, we have brought a plague upon ourselves and we do this personally. Do not look at yourself as bad. Do not look at your body as broken. This chronic pain, ailment, cancer, it is the first sign of a great healing and you can do this. The second thing I wanted to share with you on the heels of that is to recognize that this manifestation, however awkward, unpleasant and painful, is a gift. Look at the alternative. To continue living your life naive and ignorant while in, on a global sense, masses in the population suffer and starve to death and drink mud for water, feed their children good God knows what, 
Would that be a better alternative than a plague? I think not. The plague is going to bring about a healing and an awakening and new priorities, and then we get our groove on. The same thing with your physical body. Would you like to be dumb and naive and ignorant towards how others behave towards you, how you behave towards others? Would you rather not be seeing the full picture? That would be hell. And that is hell because it'll bring about forever and ever these manifestations that are unpleasant until we wake up, connect a few dots and live a better life. And all of the sickness, all of the chronic pain will be gone. Okay, so while it's no fun to be poked, it's at least a wake-up call that there's a better way of viewing your circumstances. I gave you some examples yesterday. Are you using the pain as a justification? Are you using the pain as a crutch? Are you using the pain as an excuse? Just hypothetically, it might not be the case for you, but it's serving some kind of objective. It's some kind of manifestation of yours. You can figure it out and be free forever. So you've got a gift going on if you've got these pains and it's and the, the awkwardness is temporary. Um, number three, out of four points I wanted to make, don't resist, don't deny, um, don't try to separate yourself from the pain. This is who you are today, pain, arthritis, cancer included. Don't think that by acknowledging it, you're inviting it to stay forever. By acknowledging it, by pulling up a chair and sitting down beside it and saying, what do you got to tell me? What are you here for? I want to hear the down, the dirty, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You tell it to me like an adult, okay? And stop giving me these pains so that I can deal with it and say goodbye forever. And by the way, I love you for showing up because now I'm going to be better than I ever was, than I ever knew to ask for before. I didn't even know I was missing stuff until you showed up. So I love you. I love you. But enough is enough. Don't deny, resist, or separate yourself from this condition. Don't think that's not me. It's you. It's so you. In your radiant man of magnificence, a healing has begun. Sit down and make friends until you know what the deal is. And then they will be off on their own to, to gift somebody else their presence. And number four, never forget that you're not vulnerable. You're not a statistic. You're not... Uh, being blown about by circumstances. You are a master with dominion over all things, including what's going on in your life right now. Okay, And your default settings are to heal. That's normal. It is abnormal to be ill. It is abnormal to be in pain. It is abnormal to have coronavirus or cancer. That doesn't mean if you get it, there's something wrong with you. It's the beginning of a healing. So these things are abnormal. It's harder to be out of whack than in whack. And which means you got to get into truth, which means you got to do some soul searching, which means you need to do some journaling and ask some big questions. And who am I? And why am I here? And why am I going through this crap? And what am I not seeing that I could be seeing? And how else could I approach so-and-so? And how else could I go about XYZ? When you do what naturally comes to you and ask these questions, you put yourself back in a place of power and then of comprehension and then of freedom. Jumbo fellow adventurers, welcome to Friday, uh, the last spiritual tune-up of the week. Because of the momentum we're getting with this topic, chronic pain and illness, we're doing 3.0 today, and I think this will probably wrap it up. But 
Great questions have been coming in. Before I go into today's question, several people have said, you know, Mike, do you get sick? Mike, do you know chronic pain? Mike, Mike, Mike. Yeah, I get sick. I get sick once a year. In March, I was very sick. I had a fever and I used to hate myself for it. I created this. Why? What's wrong with me? What aren't I seeing? But it's like, you know, it's the beginning of a healing and it's okay. And it's part and parcel of living in these jungles at a very primitive time in our evolution. So it's always a gift and I always emerge stronger. Um, have I had chronic pain? I think I've had chronic psychological pain, honestly, uh, but I'm not going there. Um, but I've not had physical chronic pain um, that I didn't deal with successfully very quickly. Nothing um, uh, that somebody would say, oh my God, that's a miracle. But I've had my stuff and I deal with it and I go within and uh, I'm always better for it. So the question today is, you know, what about birth defects? What about conditions um, that uh, are thrust upon a child or a fetus or, you know, these souls did not meet their thoughts becoming things. So how do you explain that? And, and in particular, the question is about those alive today who are dealing with diabetes type one or other ailments, probably from birth or, or very early in life. How does that fit into the equation of reality creation and all the concepts I've been sharing with you this week? All right. Well, I look forward to answering this question. First of all, let me tell you, I got three things to, sh to share. I'm going to share them right off the bat and then I'm going to go deep dive. Number one, there's always order. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean that it's not there. Number two, live as fully as possible in spite of what's going on. And number three, don't accept that it's permanent. Just do not drink that Kool-Aid. All right. So let's hit it from the top. While I could never dream of explaining why John Doe um, has diabetes type one, um, I could always go from a very lofty level as John Doe could and as you could and realize that it's still unfolding in a world of profound and shocking order, beauty, magnificence, where love is the binding glue. Uh, I can also deduce that as we are all particles of God, we all existed prior to this lifetime and we all therefore chose this lifetime and we knew the terrain. We saw the probabilities and for reasons that we may never know with our little brain, from the highest of highs, we saw the order, the perfection, the beauty and the gifts that would come from an incarnation that, that might be to the physical senses flawed or broken. It, nothing is flawed. Nothing is broken. Everything plays to a greater order. Life in these sacred jungles of time and space is like, it's like the masterpiece of divine mind. Nothing is errant. Nothing is left to chance. There's no such thing as an accident or a coincidence that is pointless. There's beauty and order everywhere. And if you know this alone, and this is a condition that you're dealing with, whether from birth or the last year, you can then at least have some peace of mind that a greater good is being played out. Stop putting your joy on hold and start living to the degree that you still can with these other pointers in mind. 
and never draw the bogus, ridiculous conclusion that some ailment in this life, whether birth or not, is punishment or is a curse or is a penalty or was a mistake or is your plight in life because of bad karma. None of those would ever be true. Sure, experiences from another life might lead to decisions from the zenith of your magnificence that would create a probability where you might have some chronic, incurable disease, but it would not be karma. And point three, don't accept that you can't beat this rap. Okay, so everything is for the adventure. There's always order, beauty, meaning, love. The second point to dive deep into, live as fully as possible now. What I tell people who are going through painful emotional situations is the same as what I'll tell you if you were born with an ailment or now you suddenly have one. Don't even try to figure it out. Don't even be like, you know, I know I had some role in this. Yeah, in some lofty, advanced way you signed up for the PhD program of love and service. And so that's what you had to do with it. But, but to torture yourself with, you know, is it something I said? Is it something I did? Is this a penalty or punishment um, from another life or this life? Don't go there. It just hurts. And you're probably not going to pin the tail on the donkey. Instead, realize there was order as I just laid out. Realize your power is in the present moment. Realize the best in the rest of your life is at hand and before you and start shaping and crafting and loving what you can. Have you ever seen a dog with three legs uh, or, or other animals that, that have these profound uh, afflictions? I, I mean, they are just as happy as dogs with four legs every bit as happy as dogs with four legs. They have a different operating procedure. They have a different protocol, um, but they wag their tail. They fall in love. And, and so often I wish we could all do that. Uh, I'm not trying to, to belittle or minimize or compare animals to people. Uh, I, I'm just trying to say that in your frame of mind, you can always find happiness. There's always more reasons to be joyful than sad. There's always more things to look forward to than to lament. Always, always, always. So why don't we do that all the time? And that's part of the challenge of living in these sacred jungles of time and space. You can do it. All right. Immerse yourself in truth is going to help you do this. Um, act, love, dream. Keep on going. That was live as fully as possible. And the third deep dive, don't accept that it's permanent. I mean, if we could make a list of every impossible thing declared by humanity to be a no-go, not of this world, that later became a go and of this world, whether it's flying or out of space or the four-minute mile or stuff that we all do, uh, there, there's not enough gigabytes in the internet to contain all of the so-called miracles that have transpired. Maybe it hasn't been cured in your lifetime, this thing that you're dealing with. Maybe you'll be the first person to, to live joyfully in spite of it. Maybe you don't need a cure to, to totally love your, your long, awesome, rocking life. Maybe the answer is not one of the above. Maybe you don't have to get rid of it. Maybe you can just put it to the side. Maybe you can live in spite of it. 
Um, remember, thoughts become things. Visualize a joyful, happy life. Visualize your life beyond this ailment. Affirm that your amazing good fortune has now come to fast. Pass. This is from Florence Scovel Shin's wonderful book, um, The Game of Life and How to Play It. It's one of my recommended reading. Um, my amazing good fortune has now come to pass. So affirm, dream, work it, baby. Show up, take baby steps, act with faith, and thy will shall be done. Well, there you have it, fellow adventurer. Thanks for listening to this most recent installment of Spiritual Tune-Ups. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a few seconds to rate it on the podcast service you're using right now. It makes a big difference in helping more people find us. And of course, if you want daily reminders of life's magic and your power, please sign up at tut.com for my free Notes from the Universe emails. Tally ho!